about to welcome to the Oscar.com NFL Strategy Show. It's Monday, closing out week 13 tonight with two Monday night football. Actually, no, we're not closing out. We got a game tomorrow as well on Tuesday between Baltimore and Dallas. But what we do have is a fantastic recap, the best you're going to find out there. And that's happening right now. And well, it's a wild week. I'm Dave Lochran. With me, Josh Ingeman, Adam Scher. Going to take a look at some lineup study, ownership, uh, the the top stacks from the week, which ones played out, which one didn't. We'll do our bust report. We'll do our uh, our value report and all of that good stuff. Helpfully, hopefully put you guys in a good position heading into week 14 with only four games left. Josh, what's going on, man? Uh, not too much. This is going to be a short week for me. I'm uh, coming off a nice NFL Sunday, so I'm pretty happy. As long as this isn't a golf recap show, because that one I wouldn't be great on. Well, I'm glad to hear NFL went well for you. Who yeah. was uh, who, who? Who carried you to the promised land? And by promised land, I mean, you know, put you in the black. Yeah, uh, Justin Jefferson was my most exposed wideout. That helped me out a ton. I had enough David Montgomery in cash to be fine, and then Devontae Adams went crazy. So those three guys carried me far enough in cash that I was profitable. Well, that's... Devontae Adams is the closest thing to like a 25 touch per game running back at this point. It's it's, it's insane. He's nuts. At- Alex, what about or Adam? What about you, man? How'd the week go? Uh, not not bad. Um, didn't do well in tournaments, so it won't show up on this show. But did well in cash games, which is nice. Uh, so yeah, it, it's always nice going into Monday with an act, you know, actually making money on Sundays. Nice. Um, yeah, DFS for me was not great, but I'm poised to knock you out of the playoff race in our dynasty league. That feels good. Yeah, forgot to set my lineup in a uh, you know must win game. That, that's always a good idea. <laughs> Oh, you forgot to set your lineup. Well, well, so Is I set it on like I, I set it midweek, but then I didn't update it. So like I didn't play David Johnson and I didn't play Tua. Gotcha. Because gotcha. I thought wouldn't they were both gonna be out. It, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. I've done that a few times this year where I played like McCaffrey after he I, because I thought mid or midweek he was gonna play. I played Julio last week. What can you do? It's yeah. a crazy league though. We have to play 13 players. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I'm always really bad about remembering season long stuff anyway, once like DFS is in full swing, but yeah, this week, we, you know, week 13, big week for, for playoff races. I forgot to set that lineup and I forget to set my awesome league lineup. Uh, Johnny Smith, not helping me out in this identity. Oh man. <laughs> I've been out of that one for a minute now, but uh, you know what, you know what, you know what was happy or did make me happy is I didn't one fit. I didn't max enter the best ball uh, on DraftKings, the Millie maker that like you did. But I do a handful of lineups in, and a few of them were, were solid. And the one I'm looking to hold on to first, and I needed, I just needed to not be outscored by like 90 points this week, and I do it. But I had Dalvin Cook, and I had James Robinson. So that game going into overtime was really, really helpful. Yeah, that, that'll do it. Um, yeah, I, I had a couple wildcat best ball sweats. Um, ton, I, I have a lot of Russell Wilson for whatever reason in that tournament, so I thought I'd be pretty safe, you know, week 13 playing the Giants. But, yeah, he made things interesting. How many lineups do you have poised to to advance to the next round? I was curious about that. I was actually thinking about you last night since you maxed it out. In, in the Millie, I'm not sure. I haven't, I'm just going to go back and count after the game ends tomorrow. In the Wildcat, I know I played 10 lineups, and I have, I think – like four or five advancing. And then I have a couple that could advance. Wait, you took first place in four of. In, in the Wildcat, it's top two um, advance. Oh, but, well, that that's still very impressive. Josh, yeah. did, you, did you do any best ball? Not a single one. You should do it next year. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it 
I'm, I don't know why. I, it's you really look like, You sound like my DMs from Adam four months ago. <laughs> I'm just telling you, dude, it's it's a fun format. Like, you, you, tilt- you know who's had double his his uh, best ball investment sitting in his DraftKings account for the last 12, 12 weeks? The guy who was DMing you, you should play more best ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're set up to where you can. I don't know. I've I've actually enjoyed it. I thought once it got down to the past couple of weeks, I thought it was a pretty fun sweat, like paying attention to some of those lineups. Yeah, I think so. And now, obviously, with the playoffs, it'll it'll really be fun because you know which teams actually have advanced. Yeah, I had Joe Burrow and and a couple of big injuries in one, but it's still looking to advance, which I'm pretty happy about. Uh, but there's still like, dude, there's still so many teams that advance. Yeah, it, it's making me want to do basketball ones, even though I told myself I wasn't going to. Does DraftKings have basketball, best ball? No, underdog does though. Okay, okay, yeah. Our best ball content is going to be insane next year. We've been planning all that out. But anyway, let's get back to the reason we're here. We're happy to have you guys with us. Hit that thumbs up. If you haven't done so yet, just walking in the door. But more importantly, if you guys like what we do here, if you think along the way we've helped you out, if you think maybe we've helped you win some money, you know, you make the decision. You make the lineups. You hit submit. You put the money in. But maybe we helped influence you or change the way you think about DFS, change their process a little bit. Well, hit that subscribe button. It helps us, and it helps you too because you'll always know when our stuff goes live. We'll show up on the recommended feature, the browse feed, and all of that good stuff. But, yeah, if you like what we do here, hit that subscribe button. Help us get to 50,000. Josh, let's dive into it, man. Pull up Fantasy Cruncher lineup study, and you tell us. What what contest are we going with this week? I've got the slant pulled up. Shout out to Slimy Serpent for taking it down. (laughs) Is that who won it? That's good stuff. You think I made that up? We have some breaking news from the NFL. Yes, I absolutely think you would. Uh, breaking news? Uh, Greg Williams fired by the Jets. <laughs> wow. I wonder why. You know, yeah, I had, could, I couldn't bet, have anything to do with an all-out blitz in a Hail Mary situation. Un, uh, by the way, you realize I bet the money line on the Jets yesterday, which is like Ooh. so fucking painful. What, what was the uh, what was the line? Uh, I, I forget exactly what it was, but they were eight-point dogs when I bet it. I, or what, like what, what were the odds? I know. I, hold on. Uh, I, I don't remember the exact odds. I, I don't remember what it closed at. I got it at. Hold on. So I was listening to Simmons this uh, morning. Go ahead, Luffy. No, go ahead. So I was listening to Simmons this morning. They mentioned a stat. I'm not going to get the exact amount of times that this has happened, but like in this type of game script, like down by whatever with however many seconds were left in the game, it's the first time in like 400 dropbacks that a team has ever sent six people. <laughs> That play call was like when you're just like playing Madden against the computer and you're just like bored and don't really care. So you're just like, screw it. I'm going to do this. Yeah. It's the first time they've ever sent that kind of an all out blitz in that game situation, like the history of the NFL. (laughs) It was, it was the most sickening thing I've ever seen because it's not like it was contested. He was wide open. And didn't they do it to play before and also have a wide open? Yeah. And it was overthrown. And it's funny because I, I had said on the, on the contrary and yesterday that, you know, my hot take of the week was um, my hot take of the week was that the Jets win this game. I got him at three ten. I got him at plus three ten, and the the like I said, I, I think they win this. Uh, and they tell me, and people start tweeting me, "Hey, great call on the Jets, Lavi." And I, I'm tweeting them back, "The game's not over. Will you shut up? It's the New York Jets. They haven't won a game all season long." And then 32 seconds left, they come in and 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 find a way to lose that game. But yeah. I mean, 
if, if you're sitting in my position with, with 32 seconds, they punt it down to like the 30, you're, you're thinking, okay, well, the Jets, of course, can still blow this. But this looks pretty good. They just need to not allow a touchdown. There was no other way they could win that game. You just need them not to intentionally blow it. Right. It's the problem right. with American sports. But the crazy thing is, like, did Greg Williams – why would he – why would they fire him if that was coordinated? Well, I, I, I don't think was it. There, there's been a lot, there's been like several analysts that have said that like he, that's his like go-to play in Hail it Mary is. situations. I think he blitzes as much, if not any more than anyone in the league. So, but like, like in Hail Mary situations, oh, saying uh, uh. like that's, that's what he does. That's so dumb. I, yeah. I, is I, it? I can't. Is it? Yes. Yes. All right. Josh, who, let's who get did back something wrong in that scenario. Huh? Greg Williams. Did he? Yes. Isn't it in his best interest to lose that game in theory? Like the well, no. They, he's, the he's, NFL has created a situation where they it's like okay to try to continue to lose. That's ridiculous. But that co- that coaching staff is gone anyway. Like right. So why, Right. So what the so, fuck so does, he does he care, does he care about? Send eleven. Who cares? They have no I, incentive I, to I win that game. I have a problem game. with with the whole Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport yesterday. Like. Oh man, Jets are about to win this game and lose the sweepstakes to get Trevor Lawrence. It's like you realize that these are grown ass men that are trying to at least retain some of their pride and right. not go 0 and 16. Like, I don't know. If I'm a player, sure, I want to get a top pick. I get that. But I don't even know half of them if they're going to be here next year. I'd rather not go 0 and 16. I'd rather try to win a football game. So I just think it's so silly that we look at tanking uh, in the same vein as like, oh yeah everyone's on the same page to lose this game. All fifth, the whole roster, everyone in the starting lineup, they all want to lose this game. I totally disagree with that. Yeah. And you, you saw the same thing with tweets yesterday. Like, cause like the Jags, I think what tied that game up, like as the jets took the lead, they're like, Oh, the Jags wouldn't have wanted to go to overtime. They only knew the jets were, were winning. And it's like, no, they, they still would be trying to win their game because they're professional athletes. Oh man. Hey guys, guess what? Greg Davis hit 25 K just super chatted us. Uh, and we appreciate that, man. He said, your content rocks. Hit a 25K win on DK. Awesome. Uh, Keith Vate says he won 23000 in the slant. Right. Well, that's awesome. And Greg Davis did it in the $33 five max. Keith Vate finished fourth. Awesome. Congrats, man. Congrats to all of you guys that had a big week. I'm done tilting. So uh, if we want to, we want to get into this, Josh, the floor is yours. Relegate the Jets. All right, let's get into this. I got the lineup pulled up. This is the winner of the slant. Derek Carr, Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, Corey Davis, Kiki Kuti, Ruggs, Gesicki, Devontae Adams, Pats D, who hung Oh, my God. It won with the Ruggs Hail Mary? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Actually, that wasn't even a Hail Mary. No, but I mean, you know. Yeah, it was just a legit non-covered deep route. <laughs> Where is so, – let me find – I want to see who else had Ruggs in the top. So Ruggs put him into first. Keith Vape got the ninth place spot as well with Ruggs. The only two lineups in the top ten that had Ruggs. So shout out to Greg Williams uh, for Keith Vape wow. or for Slimy Serpent, I guess. Um, Keith Vape at least had Waller in there too, like a normal person with a Raiders stack. Yeah. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I was saying, like, the guy that won has rugs, but didn't even, like, run Waller. I loved Waller yesterday and somehow still came in. I, I love Waller week. every week, play him every week, except for this week. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, loved him this week, just didn't play him. <laughs> yeah, me too. This is like, a it wild perfect, lineup. 
What's up? Yeah, this I was looking at it like last that. night when it was winning. It was just like it, it's all plays that I like. Um, it's kind of put together weird. But it was the perfect week to play rugs too, because literally everyone was paying down towards the bottom at tight end. You mean to play Waller? What did I say? Rugs. Yeah, I'm sorry. To play Waller at, at tight yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah, but again, that's been my strategy like all season long. Is oh, I'm gonna just jam Waller in because yeah. everyone's using these trash tight ends, and then Waller plays like trash too. How long was that touchdown from Ruggs? It was it had to have been like, like 40 46, yard. 48. What was it? I think it was like 46 or 48. Or yeah, something. you're right. 46. 46. So, so okay. That touchdown right there was. 11.8 uh, points. 11. Yeah, it was 11.6 fantasy points out of 16 point. What did he have? 16.4 or something? Yeah, yeah pretty much all of it. <laughs> So two thirds of his fantasy production came on one play where Greg Williams decide, "Oh my God, that's yeah. fantasy football for you." Slimy serpent. Keith Bape is going to make him happy. To people like me, it's like, oh man, that's a uh, that's a wide like Cook Adams and then just you know pay down everywhere basically. Pat Stee going for thirty one is insanity. That's three, nuts. Three sacks, two picks, two touchdowns, and a blocked kick. No points allowed. Mm. Yeah. You know what else was crazy, too? Um, Dalvin Cook would not have got that 100-yard bonus if we didn't go to overtime. Could have had a touchdown or two, though, right? Before that? He got tackled. No, he yeah. one. Trash but, he, but he didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, he'd run bad on touchdowns for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think this lineup, like, the, the players in it are all good. The only thing that I, like, question or, or think is weird is, like, the just – total lack of correlation outside of Waller and Ruggs. Yeah, right. To, to hit Jonathan Taylor and Corey Davis and Mike Gesicki, like, that's a lot. Yeah, and, and basically just, it's, it, it goes back to the point, like, you can have a really high-scoring lineup that doesn't correlate, you know, obviously. Um, it's just that the, the reason you, the, the reason that, you know, so many people say to use correlation is because it makes, it increases your chances of that lineup like if some players do well, more of your lineup does well. Like this lineup, because it's so loosely correlated, like Devontae Adams did well, but then totally unrelated, you have to have Corey Davis do well and all these other guys do well, it just lowers the probability. It doesn't make it like a yeah. bad lineup per se. They're like the players in it are all still good. Yeah. Slimy Serpent played four lineups. Yep. He had a hundred percent Mike Gasicki and zero Darren Waller. But <laughs> Three of his four lineups were Derek Carr lineups. Uh, Dalvin Cook in every lineup. Yeah. Split between Raiders and Pats. Jonathan Frank. Taylor in three and 75%. Yeah. Yeah. That's two of them. I, I like that play. Like, yeah. in theory, I, I actually went, I played a lot of Naeem Hines instead, but um, it was definitely using those Colts running backs as pivots off of that Robinson or uh, Montgomery um booker gaskin range i I thought made some sense for sure but isn't it wild that this guy wins it with Derek carr that's not the wild part i like Derek carr this week but wins it with Derek carr yet not the number one not the highest scoring player on the week that's on Derek carr's team yeah 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 that's that's the crazy part like you a big reason i mean carr scoring 35 points obviously pushed a lot of car teams to the top too. But a big reason so many car teams are at the top is because his number one target scored 48 points. The guy that wins didn't bother using that one, just got there with other guys. 
They had like 92 combined drafting points yeah. or something you, absurd. You guys ready for this? Waller is in the lineup that finished second, third, fourth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. Wow. How many of those had car? Uh, half. Half of them? Two, okay. four, six, seven, maybe more than half. Two, four, six, seven, and nine. Kirk Cousins was the other guy at the top. Wow. Chalk was uh was was up and down. We'll get to that in a minute. But um Josh, any other interesting spots here in any of these lineups? I figure if we want real quick, if there's nothing else, we can go take a look at uh at Greg Davis's lineup. By the yeah. way, Greg, going on the jersey. Appreciate that. Uh let's let's take a look at his. It was the $33 five max. I want to see what he played here to win that 25K. I was about to look at our number 17 lineup in this contest, which went to Alex Baker, but that one's not good enough for the awesomeo.com website. Tom finishing 14th, slightly ahead of Alex. So, oh, never mind. Okay. Never mind that. But okay, so what do I need to go to? What, what you know, contest? Tom doesn't get a lot of notoriety and he doesn't want it. Yeah. But he's like one of the foremost best players out there and it's not even close. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, he's it, really good. It just exists like in the ether. Yeah. Yeah. So I go, yeah, he's the guy behind Awesomeo, not Alex, sorry, not behind, behind Awesomeo.com yeah. that you don't really hear about, but he's always at the top of things. And yeah, pretty cool. Pretty All good right. stuff. We have a lot of those guys. Like um, Eddie. 1-800-EDDIE is another yeah. one. Real sharp. Great. Yeah, great what player. Am, what tournament yeah. am I pulling up here? The five max $33 on DraftKings. Got it. How, by the way, how did the Chargers score? Or they had 33 less yards than the Patriots and got outscored 45 nothing. I mean, that is remarkably tough to do. Yeah, I mean, even when you consider that one, there was a punt return and a block kick touchdown for the Patriots, that's still only 14 of their 45 points. I know. It's crazy. I've got uh, Greg Davis's lineup here. Carr, Cook, James Robinson, Corey Davis, Mims, Kuti, Waller, Woods, Lions D. I like that a lot. I actually have no issues with that at all. Uh, I know, Josh, you said yuck on QT, but I liked QT this week. Um, only because he's so cheap and he's the number two. They didn't really have many other alternatives in this game. Yeah, you can yeah. go with 12 personnel, two tight ends and all that good stuff. But uh, I, I didn't anticipate him having a monster game like he did, but I would have been happy with 12 yeah, my, my only knock on QT was the ownership, not the play itself. What did he come in at? 18. Like yeah, that's... I like, just thought he was fine. too cheap. Like, I didn't need that additional salary. It turns out... Right, yeah, that, that, that's basically... Like, Josh and I had talked about it in the morning. Like, he was a good play, I thought, and really good point per dollar. It was just like, I didn't really think that I needed him. And if he had been low-owned, it would have been like, okay, cool, I'll take a shot on this guy in the Houston offense. But because he wasn't low-owned and I didn't really think I needed him, I was like, I'd rather just hope he scores like 10 points and that it's kind of like a dead spot. But clearly it was, you know, a good play if, if you know, you needed him and he, he made your lineup work. Like uh, here, you know, paying up for Cook and paying up for Robinson, you needed some salary if you weren't taking those punt running backs. For sure. And yeah, I'm not going to argue that. I just, I, I had similar opinions with Brandon Cooks being too high-owned because I know volume is a super important thing. And I do believe he got hurt for a while, right? I think he came back. Yeah, he, he got hurt and came back. He, he had an overall just not good game, but yeah. yeah. But more so just like, is he actually an alpha that right. lo- does, Will, does losing Will Fuller help him or does it 
or does it hurt him or does it just kind of keep him the same? Right. One game is not enough to figure that out at all. Right. And I'm not. Yeah. Gonna- and like, like for, I, I jam Brandon Cooks. I think he's my highest on guy. I was just like, whatever, you know, he's cheap. I'll just be different somewhere else. It's not, it's clearly reasonable to have said like, okay, I don't care about QT's ownership. I'm going to go there because he's cheaper, you know? Yeah. yeah. The crazy family. Thank you for the super chat, man. I think he's actually the one that did the drawings of us yesterday. And if that is the case, if I'm wrong here, you're not fine. Wrong. But the drawing, if that is the case, there's a really good Sal, um, Emac, Alex. But I got to tell you, man, the three of us have no idea which one of us is who. <laughs> I don't think I'm on there. I, I, I mean, I'm the blonde one. I can tell you that. Are you? I, or I, I would think. Hmm. Okay. But you had NHL written on your shirt. Here it comes. Don't do this now. Oh God. Go ahead. Talk about how great of an NHL tout you are. It's just, I'm not not a great NHL tout. I'm a great NHL DFS player. There it is. Uh, But I think it was just like random sports put on all of the the things. Anyway, that was a cool thing to do. I appreciate it. I'll send you the screenshot after the show. Joe. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, fantasy crunchers, new logo is really throwing me off. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan. Okay. I'm do you like fan. it, Alec, or Adam? I keep calling you Alex. I do too many shows with that guy. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I like it too. I noticed it yesterday, I guess. I like it. I just am having trouble. I'm going to the tabs and forgetting which one is which. Let's do the... Um... <laughs> Friend of the program, Jake Hari in chat. Adam is a great NHL tout. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer says, Dave, Lafayette is the one that looks like Bertains. He may... Bertens, Davis Bertens, because that's what Adam says. But I look nothing like Davis Bertens, as I've said. Yeah, far uh, more. You know, outside far of better the face, looking. Outside of the face, nothing like him. <laughs> far better looking. And, and you're definitely not better. as tall as him. That much I agree with. Right. <laughs> Probably can't. Don't shoot get me started. Like I, I don't start me. Don't get me started on Dustin May over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just so mean. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> so. We um we got the 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 chalk report, Josh. If we want to go do the slant, the millie. Let's do the let's go to the millie. Let's move around a little bit and it. see what, what ownership looked like in the millie maker. I think there's some interesting stuff to be found here. And uh ultimately some of the chalk hit and other pieces of chalk really, really came up short. And if you had a lot of them, you could have been in trouble unless you mitigated it with that, you know, huge Darren Waller performance and uh, Kike Kuti, a couple of other guys that, that could have vaulted you to the top and, and masked some of the bad numbers. By the way, uh, stop me if you've heard this before. The winner of the Millie was a single bullet. Oh my God. Has that had that? It feels like that's the fifth or sixth time it's happened this season. Yeah, it seems like it's happened a lot. Second only played six lineups, too. Brandon First Adams left 500 on the table. That seems third. really weird for a single bullet. Wait, Did sorry, Brandon Adams really double up his lineup and finish third? <laughs> Must be nice. Say that again, Josh. Brandon Adams has tied with himself for third place with the same lineup. Really? I, I don't even know how to do that. That's got to be like, like he pasted wrong? Probably ran out of time or something. Is it the but same? But only two? He played 150. Line. How do you get like... Josh, is it the same score or the same lineup? It's the maybe same he plays lineup. Like, maybe he played like 75 lineups twice. Let's find out. Huh. Uh, 
He tied with himself for 33rd. He tied with himself then, in a couple spots. Yeah, he ties with himself a lot. He triple tied with himself in a few spots. Hey, very he, good. He had four uh, twice, three a bunch of times, two a couple times, and then a, like a ton of single lineups. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing there. I, no rhyme or That's reason, but it was enough to get to third twice. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the I think the key takeaway is that you should play your best lineups multiple times if they're going to finish at the top of a tournament. <laughs> Could you Derek imagine Carr, if, he had, if he finished first and first with it? I mean, like... That's he would have not... gotten an extra $100,000. <laughs> By the way... That's wild. Um, another Jets player in you know, the top three, and it wasn't even good. Prashad Perriman had three fantasy points. Brandon Adams had Derek Carr, Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, so... Uh, two of those guys were chalk, 28% apiece. Brashad Perriman, Corey Davis, Henry Ruggs, Darren Waller, Aaron Jones. That was big in that 4 p.m. game with that long touchdown run once the Eagles had virtually given up and the Patriots with 31. Jones was one of my higher exposed running backs. So when I saw that like long play pop up, I was like, whew. Because it wasn't <laughs> yeah, looking great that, before that. <laughs> yeah. That was good for me as well, for sure. Uh the million dollar winner, another Derek Carr lineup, Josh, yeah. and another Darren Waller lineup. That was a skinny stack with Darren Waller, and that was it. No run back, which I think was fine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also has the Minnesota Jags Robinson Jefferson pairing. I like that. Looks good. Congrats on having a million more dollars than you had yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, several hundred thousand less when April rolls around, but I wouldn't be complaining about that. Yeah, what yeah, do we have? It, it, that that depends on if he does December right or not. He still has three weeks to lower his tax burden. Very good point. And he also has plenty of time to lose a lot of that money. Right. Like you said, a no month. Doubt. No doubt. Dalvin All Cook, twenty eight point four percent owned most owned player on the slate bunch of guys in the 20s though david montgomery just behind cook ferkser woods eckler cooks tanyan and cup all 20 percent or higher if you want to round up you can get cooper cup Devonte adams and that's it if you want to round up no nope, and derrick henry um all over the place there, actually. Like a lot of just mediocre performances plus Cook, Montgomery, and Adams. I mean, Cook getting to 27 is wild. 32 carries. It's funny, though, how much a bonus can make a difference because if he had 89 yards, I think, going into overtime. And if you break off like a 15-yard run plus the uh, plus the bonus, that's four and a half right there. And then... I think he had another eight or nine yard reception. That's a couple points right there. That adds up really, really quick. Yeah. And that's what you saw happen. Uh, by the way, he says, Josh is the second one in the drawing. And Jake Hari uh, um, says, yeah, Josh, he did that in other tournaments too. Someone was telling me he does that as a strategy sometimes talking about Brandon Adams. So that's yeah, an interesting, interesting thought. He's smarter than me. So I assume it makes sense. Yeah. I, I was going to say, why. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah, no. cer- certainly not. It makes no sense to me, but I'm also going to say that Brandon Adams is probably correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't get it, but I'd like to know more about it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What a, what a strategy, especially when it works, right? Yeah. I and mean, that's, that's I, huge to see that if that would have been double bullets in one, 
that we, like we would have had a hell of a time talking through this. Matt, that Anthony Ferkser play came through pretty nicely, but it's funny because Darren Waller was so big that most weeks Anthony Ferkser would be in like all the winning lineups just because he's going to allow you to get to anything else you want at, at 10, at 10 fantasy points. But I wonder if there were any doubles where it was Ferkser and Waller and then just monster performances everywhere else because people were able to pay up for, for Dalvin Cook and Devontae Adams. I'm sure there's something like that. I doubt it, though, because you had QT for like – I mean, I guess you're still $1,000 more, but you could go Waller QT and then still get the Adams Cook and QT good point. smashed up. Uh, Luckily, we have point. this information. Uh, 1,157 lineups in the Millie had that combination. Only Which combination? Ferkser plus Waller. Okay. Five of them made the top 100. One of them got to 10th. Okay. Okay. Car, yeah, car. To, to, to your point about Ferkser, like in a lot of weeks being a, a useful score, that's the point that like Josh and I had made on the, the morning show. It was like, it's a great spot for Waller, but there's literally one tight end to pay up for. So just the probability of the best approach being paying down at tight end is so high because you literally just need Waller not to have a monster game. And then, right. you know, Waller scores 30 points in the first quarter. Yep, no question. There's, there's no denying that whatsoever. And that's why I think we all agree. I, I really, really liked what you could go back on all the shows. Like, I think this is the week that Waller blows up, but when you, it's just, it's so hard not to, especially when I was hand building some of these lineups for the three max and single entries, I, I'm, I'm building stuff and, and I would continuously come back to like, Oh, if I go from Waller to Ferkser, I can pretty much do anything else I want. Right. And the thing too, if you, especially if you're talking about multiple lineups, it's not like it was just, it's not like you had Ferkser or you pay off to Waller. It was, you had a million, you had Ferkser, uh, Akins, Goddard, just like you had all these like 4k or less guys yeah. that had reasonable expectations or you sacrifice running back slash wide receiver to lock in on Darren Waller and, and hope that he doesn't disappoint. Um, you know, it, it just, probability-wise, I think, made a lot of sense. And, and like you run this week a lot of times, you're going to need those value tight ends a lot, I think. It just didn't work out here. Yeah. Liquid Demon says, why would you play two tight ends? I generally do a lot to limit that. Like, if I'm crunching, I'll set a lot of rules where there are only – there are very, very specific tight ends that I will allow in the same lineups together. I don't know if that's right. I really don't. Maybe it's completely wrong. Um, but that's usually what I do. I'll, I'll I'll do it like I'll play Kelsey and Waller together. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. There and, are and few, Kittle. There are a few things that I will allow for, and, and right. you know that that's one of them. Yesterday, I allowed for zero tight end, like double tight end pairings. Right. So, Josh, we had Dalvin Cook and and David Montgomery both. You know, I, did Dalvin Cook come through? I think you'd have to argue kind of because what 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 you got to around that, and you look at the winning lineups. I feel like most of them had Cook. Montgomery came through in a big way. Those two scores were huge. Ferkser, all in all, was fine, but Waller kind of X'd that out. Woods, Eckler only had 10. I think Eckler, uh, among ownership, was probably your biggest bust of the week. Him and even more so than Cooks because he was a lot more expensive than him. You mean to tell me that 10.8 fantasy points was not enough for him? Eight carries <laughs> for 36 yards? That is exactly what I mean to tell you, yes. Oof. Yeah, that was a rough one for Eckler. Definitely. I mean, him and like 
It's weird. You know, you look at Ferks are like 10 points, but one of those is at 2,500 and the other one's at 7,100. So yeah, Eckler, pretty big bust. I mean, Cooks was a bust. Tanyan was fine because he's a tight end. Cooper Cup is not ideal in a GPP with 15 fantasy points. It's kind of bleak at the top. And kind then, of wild though. Tanyan came in north of 20%. Yeah. Five targets, I mean, five targets, five targets in his last three games, all three games with a touchdown. Yeah. He was 13% in the slant. He was 13 in the slant and 21 in the millie. Yeah. Can you can you pull up Aaron Rodgers' uh, ownership in the slant compared to the millie? 15% in the slant. 19 in the millie. Okay. Well, that that tells you a lot. That, I'm not saying that I'm saying that seriously because you know the Aaron Rodgers and, and Tanya were probably paired a ton. But what was Adams in the Millie? Nineteen point nine. Okay, nineteen seven in the slant. Huh. Robert Tanya is still fourth in scoring among all tight ends this year, which is just absurd. So eight touchdowns. He is the most he is tied with Travis Kelsey for the most touchdowns of anyone at the position. So having three, in, having three in one game helps. Yeah. Right. Right. But like you said, though, doesn't he, hasn't he scored in three straight games too? He has. He has. Mm-hmm. He scored in the first three games of the season and the three most recent games of the season hit a little bit of a lull in the middle. I had very, very little Devonte Booker. So I was fine with him. Uh, not doing anything. Uh, I wish I had more Justin Jefferson. But... 100 yards and a touchdown, baby. Oh, nice. There yeah, you go. You should be watching that show. <laughs> I was actually – I came in around the field on Jefferson, which surprised me because I'm typically not as high on him as the field. Yeah, I had some lineups. Like the in the $100, the single-entry spy – I think I had like 170 and didn't cash. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was really heavy on a lot of the chalk of, of like the highest stone guys because I was so heavy on like the Kyler Hopkins Arizona game stack that I just played chalk around it. Right. Obviously, did not come through. No, my one yeah, and my one way to get different was Drake over Montgomery, and I didn't anticipate them being that bad offensively for like almost the entire game. I, 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 you know, it was almost, there were like 30 seconds left in the in the first half and Murray had one completion. Yeah. It was his first pass of the game for a 60 yard touchdown. Exactly. Yeah. And I didn't like Kenyon Drake still had, I think 15 or so. Yeah. He scored. So he wasn't the reason, but it, when you look at it in context, the fact that it, it was to get him instead of David Montgomery, you know, that was one of the reasons. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I, I thought that like running back spot was really interesting yesterday because you had like so many, you, you had a few guys that like projected about the same with Montgomery, Gaskin and uh, Booker, but then you had guys that projected a little bit lower, but had the same range of outcomes. Like there were so many ways you could pivot that I think a lot of it probably just came down to your overall strategy. Like if I were playing chalkier stacks i would have been looking to pivot away from those guys pretty heavily um but since i was just jamming in like unowned murray and hopkins stacks i just played the top projected guys exactly yeah it, it, that, i just yeah you know, i went a little different than that sucks what are you gonna do um but yeah you know, i had 
Oh, and and I should have just gone Derek Carr too. I, I made that mistake. I think he was a clear good play, and you know, it's easy to overlook that sometimes. Yeah. Josh, who were our top fantasy producers on the slate overall compared to their ownership? Yeah, Darren Waller leads the leads the charge 48 fantasy points just an absolute bonkers performance 17 targets 13 catches for 200 yards and two tds <laughs> insane absolutely insane Corey davis second 38.2 fantasy points really nice game uh Devontae adams a couple quarterbacks Carr, baker Tannehill, then pats d at 31 justin jefferson at 30 Stafford at 30.08. That's everybody north of 30. Okay. I was underweight on the top six scorers. That's that's how you uh, put yourself in a good position. I had a bunch of Corey Davis. Didn't matter. I thought I did, but I didn't. Yeah, who Corey you said? Yeah. D G F D A G D A D F A D F D F D says I think Brandon I think Lovie just had a stroke. Yes, yeah, so I was about to say, what the hell is Did you fall on the keyboard? Brandon Adams has lost millions in poker and he's lost millions in DFS. Yet everyone thinks he's some type of smart guy just because he went to Harvard. No, that's not the only reason why. I don't know. I definitely think he's smarter than the guy in YouTube chat. Is he, is he down millions? I also don't think that's the case, but I don't really know. Could be where that information comes from. I doubt it. I Seems unlikely it. to me. Yeah. I don't know. I I know that there is definitely sometimes um, the illusion of certain people being better than they are because you oftentimes will see somebody, you only hear from certain people when they win. And a lot of times, you know, Adam, you'll see a really big win, but if that's only coming every so, you know, how many months, uh, people remember like, oh man, he just won a hundred thousand, but not the volume that he's playing every day. So there's certainly yeah. an illusion to be had there in some spots, but yeah, definitely. in this case though, like, I don't think people even really talk about him in the context of he's a great DFS player or something. People talk about him being smart because if you right. ever talk to him or listen to him talk, he's very clearly smart. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Liquid demon says don't insult chat. Yeah, Josh. Hmm. Don't make it easy. <laughs> uh, man, these are, these are these are good people. We got good people watching these shows. Show some respect. I'm, At least I'm not. Dis- I'm not. Uh, I am only disrespecting the, the guy with random letters as his name. It's like you know the hiding behind the keyboard guy. Literally, yeah, his name is just smash the keyboard a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Fucking. I'm trying to I'm trying to bail you guys out. And then Justin Eastman comes in and goes, I think it's funny. You guys said absolutely no Henry Ruggs. And then he's in the win- winning Millie Maker lineup. Dude, oh, I can't. I can't. I'm going to end the show right now. I'm trying to be gracious, Josh. Well, why, and, and, man? Don't bother. The guy had four <laughs> fantasy points on the last. And then in the last play of the game, the Jets go all out blitz in what would be a incomplete pass. 99.9% of the time against any other team. And Henry Ruggs is wide open for a 46-yard touchdown reception. That's why it was so crazy because there's no reach. Look, for anybody that won with Henry Ruggs, I'm happy for you. If you watch the show, that's awesome. 
But please, let's not pretend that not having rugs or not recommending rugs was the bad call because of what happened in the fight. I mean, that's as bad as a beat you can get. There's someone like me that bet the money line or just somebody that didn't play rugs. He scored 16 fantasy points. You could have had a wealth of other people in that spot. He didn't, he's not Waller. It's not like we all came on here. Like you should not be playing Darren Waller. That's not what's happening here. Anybody else could have been Henry Ruggs. Anybody. Yeah. I'm uh, never going to pretend like I am close to the smartest person around because I'm not, but I do know logic when I see it. And there are just certain spots where like, you know, luck happens. Sometimes people get lucky and that's great. You need a little bit of luck, but I don't know. You gotta be shitting me. If you're going to use, use any other example, use my Kenyon Drake pivot off of David Montgomery to flame me. That (laughs) that's fine. Like I can take that heat. And I don't even remember. It kind of goes back to like, if you're going to either victory lap or like shit on things in hindsight, it's a lot better to be doing it based on like the opportunity the person had, as opposed to what their actual score was. Um, you know, if you, if you want to say that saying a guy that got four targets yesterday was um, not someone that you should play or, or not a great play. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think like pointing to the guy with four targets is someone that you should be saying you were wrong on. I mean, they literally fired the defensive coordinator 12 <laughs> hours after it happened. What more do you need? I don't know. I want to know who he has pictures of because that guy will get a job forever. And it's not exactly like he hasn't exactly been a great dude for the NFL over the past decade plus. Yeah. And like, like when he, he was the Washington defensive coordinator, like a decade ago and he had like a good reputation then as a defensive guy. And then like the, uh, bounty gate happened and then everyone kind of figured out that he was also a terrible defensive coordinator on top of it but he still keeps getting jobs let's see how many places has he been you ready for this all right so jets defensive coordinator is the current or was the current job i'm going to work backwards interim head coach for the browns d coordinator for the browns d coordinator for the rams defensive coach for the titans defensive coordinator for the rams defensive coordinator for the saints for the jags for the redskins the head coach of the bills defensive coordinator for the Oilers and then the Oilers again dudes everywhere everywhere what kind of dirt does he have on Paul Tagliabue <laughs> and whoever the hell else has been at the top of the NFL it's a good question and one I could not tell you oh my god did, did, uh, hey one last thing before we head out I guess I'm just seeing this yeah I totally did not look at this I didn't realize that Chris Carson was in the winning Millie maker lineup. And I, I think you went over it, Josh. I just didn't hear it. I did not know he was in the winning Millie maker lineup. I didn't know he played yesterday. And you know what yeah, else? Nice receiving touchdown. Yeah. You know what else? No. Double tight end. The, the winning Millie maker lineup was double tight end. I didn't Tanyan, notice that. Tanya plus Waller. So I guess sometimes hmm. it works. Like I never would have ended up with that, but. I could that's have. That's why I didn't win a Millie. I wouldn't have wanted like Tanyan plus Ferkser. I think if it's Waller plus X, it's not like the worst thing in the world. Yeah, that's like, like yesterday I said it so that I just couldn't pair tight ends. But typically my rule is like, if one of the tight ends is actually a wide receiver, then I'm okay with pairing. Right. You know, one other thing too. uh, Gina says, DK, he was cheap. 6,300 for Carson was easy. I'm not... I don't yeah, think there was like 15 good running backs in there. I, I was on Carson yesterday. Like, I'm I fine with Carson. The show. I, I played like 12%, but it's just such a 
yeah, like there's there was like ten plays that were about the same in that price range. You can only roster at most three. Right. The point I was making was, and I wasn't even really making a point, was just more so I hadn't seen Carson in any of these winning lineups that we had gone over throughout the show. Uh, this one has no cooks. I think Derek Carr being only 4.9% owned is just too low. Jets are terrible. I don't care how bad I, the Raiders passing game is. Derek Carr's had a couple blow-up games this season, and sometimes all you need is for him to do that. I said the same thing about Ryan Tannehill. Like Ryan Tannehill, I know they like to run the football, but you can't just look at a game and be like, okay, I'm, we, we've all talked about like they yeah. want to run the football, but you can't just assume that they're going to get off to a start where they get up early and they run the football easily. And they did not a matter of fact, they were from behind early on and Tannehill threw the ball a ton. I would guess Carr's ownership got pushed down a little bit because of the combination of um, Devontae Booker being popular and people not playing quarterback and running back together. Good plus good the op, like the most common roster construction being paying down at tight end takes away Carr's only real receiver. So whoa, I, I would whoa, think whoa. That he Ruggs was a real receiver, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the last second of the game, he was awesome. That's not how you by the way, it up. You got to learn but, more about game scripts, my friend. <laughs> those things happen, right? Like it, it happens all the time. De, De, DeAndre Hopkins, Hail Mary. There's no reason to get upset about that stuff. Sometimes it's going to benefit the you. Richard like, Rogers, Hail Mary. Richard Rogers, Hail Mary. There are times where it's going to benefit you, and there are times where it's not. Usually, it balances itself out. And yeah, I'll let you know when I get a Hail Mary for a few thousand dollars off. I, I, you know, the, the, the moment that rolled off my tongue, I'm like, yeah, I don't remember the last time it's helped me at all. I've never, I've never seen one of those go up thinking, like, this might be it. Um, but I yeah, certainly I see it go up and be like, this is going to cost me thousands. Yeah, no, we're all the Travis Fogum owners in these situations. <laughs> Yeah, I was like right. four days ago. Off his hand. Yep, that was four yeah, days yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Had Fulgham, didn't have Wentz, didn't have Rodgers. It was great. Yep, yep. Just did this one. <laughs> well, it's it's still fun doing these shows, and uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Hit that thumbs up, guys. Get us at least over a hundred here. We got three three fifty five. Watch and subscribe if you haven't done so yet. And uh, we got a giveaway happening on the site today over at awesome underscore com on Twitter. Check the pin tweet out. All you got to do is guess who's going to have more passing yards, Josh Allen or Nick Mullins. That's the easy part. And then we'll pick a random winner from those who get it right. I don't know, Josh, maybe you should go contrarian, go with Nick Mullins, because if you are right, they're going to be randomly selecting way fewer people. And you're getting an entire year, a full year of awesome plus NFL subscription, all of our NFL content. Well, given that the last one we did had a quarterback that didn't play, uh, you it's going to be a little bit harder this week than not taking <laughs> Lamar Jackson for last week. It's good to see that this isn't Jim Kelly versus uh, Steve Young or something. Or we would have had a tough time. Although it is the Niners, and every time that I roster them heavily, particularly in showdown slates, whoever starts as the quarterback doesn't finish as the quarterback. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, it's happened twice this year where whoever I was loaded up on was not the guy under center when the game ended. <laughs> I know. I know. So who uh, the hell knows who's going to be the quarterback for the Niners at the end of this? I have no idea. Steven says, uh, great show. Does does Fantasy Country show what the best optimized lineup would have been? So essentially saying, does, do, do they show the optimal lineup? If you want to go into lineup rewind, it does. Do we want to know what that is? I can, I, yeah. I can already tell you what it is. But the opti- How? I mean, it's got to have like some random morons in there, does it? Um, hold on, I'll pull it up right now. I'm doing and it. I, right. I have it right now. Well, I was okay. So we have 
I just got to take all my old rules off. I went on LineStar app, but they changed everything up. So usually I can find it right away. All right. So and it's all way different now. So. If you would have had this one, good job to the public. Derek Carr, Ty Johnson, David Montgomery, T.Y. Hilton. So shout out to the boss man for finally getting that one. Uh, Corey <laughs> Davis, Justin Jefferson, Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, Pat's D. Obviously, you needed Ty Johnson. How many points did that lineup score? 298.14. I played 18% Frank Gore. I'm going to go ahead and victory lap those Ty Johnson points. <laughs> Gore had a carry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the way to describe it. I No, I think he only had, maybe he had two. I thought he only had like one carry. I don't know. He definitely got hurt on the first drive. Yeah. So might have had one. Is there any ownership on Ty Johnson? Frank Gore getting hurt is the best thing that could have happened to the, well, I don't know. Maybe it's the worst thing that could have happened to the Jets because Adam Gaze is a moron and would have just kept running him out there no matter how inefficient he is. Is a moron or is he the smartest guy on the planet for tanking for the first pick in the draft? No, because he's not going to be there. Also true. If I'm Adam Gase, I'm, and I'm pretty sure that the writing's on the wall, I'm like, hey, let's win some fucking games. Eh. You know, I want to screw him before I leave. I'm going to bend the Jets over before they kick me out the door. That's what I want to do. Ty Johnson was in 33 lineups. Oh, wow. Let's find out the highest that it finished. I'm surprised he was in any at all. Had to have been dummy lineups. Ty Johnson. So the highest ranking Ty Johnson lineup finished uh, top 1,500. Well, top 1,600. Spreader 44. (laughs) You ready for the lineup? You're going to bend them over. Yeah. So, oh my God. So, Sam Darnold, James Robinson, Ty Johnson, Perryman. So, that's a hell of a jet stack. Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Darren Waller, Cooper Cup, Pats. That's a much better lineup than I would expect from someone that has Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson. Right. If you just gave one context clue of, hey, Ty Johnson's in the lineup. What else do you think is in there? I would not have expected any of those guys to be in there. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, that is a fantastic lineup to look at. Just to get Ty Johnson with the Darnold Perriman stack is just feels a tad incorrect. Ty Johnson had. It, it, that's what two makes Ty Johnson feel incorrect to you is that he also had Darnold and Perriman. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. He, uh, I'm, so, I mean, of the 33 lineups that were, that have Ty Johnson, Spreader 44 had 12 of them. Oh my God. Uh, no, so he, so he th- th- there is one person today bragging about his Ty Johnson stand that he knew it was going to happen. Can someone oh, find out, great. is Ty Johnson's jersey number 44? Is this just like him or his brother or something? <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't, so... So wait, he had he had more than a third of all Ty Johnson exposure in the Millie Maker. <laughs> yes, yes. He, I mean, I'm well, looking. Ty Johnson at, went to Maryland. I didn't know that. Huh? Uh, Ty Johnson went to Maryland. I had no idea. Huh. I mean, this is. Thank you for that. Wild. Multiple Ty Johnson lineups. I, he's, he's number thirty twenty-five. Number twenty-five. Wait, yeah. how many lineups did 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 um, Big Spreader play? Thirty-three. He played 33? Yeah. And one and third of those lineups t- have Ty Johnson. <laughs> I feel and like that's just a mistake. 
And there were 35 total Ty Johnson lineups, right? Yeah. In yeah. the tournament. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Maybe he like misread some like old news that Frank Gore was out or something. Maybe he thought he was playing T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> I just assume it's like a he accidentally like hit the boost on the wrong person. <laughs> Maybe. That's that's happened to me before and I've caught it. Like I look at my exposures and I'm like, why is this guy? And then you see that, you know, you've accidentally done something and you put yourself in a bad spot. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, this guy went full on Jets onslaught with the Raiders runbacks. Darnold, Johnson, Perriman, Mims, Ruggs, Waller. What? What did he score? Uh, it's the third best lineup, 180. No way. That probably beat like 140 of my lineups yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a lot of Ty Johnson with another wideout from the Jets. A lot of Jets D is showing up here. Here's one lineup that has Ty Johnson and Mims without any other tie to the rest of the game. This is one steaming pile right here. You're going to, you will find it's It's really fun to look at some of these lineups. Cause you are going to find some insane stuff and insane lineups that actually finished relatively high. I have a new idea for a segment before we get out of here. This is going to be the final Let's hear one. It. Let's hear I want to look at the worst lineup in the Millie that wasn't like a, a, a full throwaway, like something that someone, I love they, that idea. Finally, I, we can go over some of my lineups. I, <laughs> Josh, let's, let's do it now. That's a lot of fun. And it's, we actually did that last year, but we do it not every week. We'd go and look at the bottom, like three or four lineups. And sometimes Seriously, sometimes, and especially in the high stakes tournaments, sometimes they can be really well-constructed lineups and you just run so bad that all of your players have done nothing. I'm going to do my best to find it. It gets kind of hard. Like there's a bunch of people that didn't put their lineups in. Some of these are clearly placeholders. Like the do it on a higher that, dollar tournament. You don't want it in if, the milli? What? Oh, I want it in the milli. I want to see somebody that put together a lineup that just failed from top to bottom. Like sure, when people post their golf need, lineup and all six guys miss the cut. We can prepare for that. But now that we're like on the spot and we're trying to, to do this quickly, let's oh. do the five, five, five millimaker. I, I think we should touch on three J a here who this lineup is like essentially real. He had two guys that went negative. <laughs> wow. Herbert Henry Gore, DK Metcalf, Valdez Scantling, Mike Williams, Trey Burton, Lat Murray, and Chargers D. Valdez Scantling and Chargers D both in the negatives. That's insane. What like, did that enough, score? Uh, 20, uh, 20, 37, no. 37.16. No. The whole lineup? Yeah, the, the whole lineup. <laughs> That's why oh I don't want to look at like God. real tournaments because we get the next one is like an actual legit lineup yeah Her- uh, herbert henry sanders that one tv ladxx yeah, yeah, yeah herbert henry sanders demir bird josh reynolds keenan allen hunter henry keelan cole Bengals. yeah 39 yeah this is fun this is fun a couple of fitzpatrick lineups at the bottom they clearly don't count i mean you're gonna see a lot of like it's all justin herbert <laughs> and derrick henry yeah. By the way, the worst lineup in the uh, fit five 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 milli WJM five one nine seven nine. I feel like, by the way, all of the worst lineups are going to be Charger stacks, or yeah. at least most of them with right? Derrick Henry. Yes, yes. So we got Herbert, 
Adrian Peterson, Derrick Henry, Alan Lazard, Josh Reynolds, Keenan Allen, Zach Ertz, DJ Shark, and Bengals. What lineup are you looking at? The 555. You're not looking at the right bottom lineup. Oh, all right. Well, maybe I didn't filter it right. I guess I did. Worst lineup in the 555 goes to Peter Givens. Oh, really? Herbert, Eckler, Devontae Booker, Perryman, Cup, Myers, Hurst, Keenan Allen, Titans D. 54.96. Oh, you're right then. Okay. I I fil- I filtered and just scrolled to the bottom. I guess you have to do it a different way. And like that's a there's absolutely nothing wrong with that lineup, other than the fact that it sucked from top to bottom. Yes, other than the other than the players that didn't do well, but the lineup's good. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he, that's rough. Obviously not a, a t- you wouldn't expect that to be, well, I mean, like that's, you know, first and last are kind of the same thing. Okay. Like which of those guys do you look back and say, put yourself in yesterday's position before submitting lineups before lock, which of those guys were you not interested at all in? Hayden Hurst. Yeah, me neither. And I wasn't interested in Myers either, but I get it because it was a Chargers game stack. Yeah. Hurst has the 4K option in a lineup that is already wildly contrarian seems aggressive to me. That My worst just... lineup scored 71.86. 71.86? Yeah, also a Chargers stack with Myers. There would only be like seven lineups below you in this one. Kudos. If you guys want to check all this stuff out on your own, by the way, we have the Fantasy Cruncher add-on uh, at Awesome Out. It's pretty awesome. Like, I mean, it really is. There's... There's so much you can do, not just optimize lineups and, and, and improve your process a hundredfold, but this lineup study, the lineup uh, rewind, fantasy country rewind, all that stuff is super important and, and really beneficial. That's why we love doing this show. But you know, at Awesome, we've got the ownership, we have projections. And if you did get the add-on, our ownership and projections are built in to fantasy country because of the partnership. So like if you get the fantasy cruncher add-on, you don't have to go and import all of the projections and ownership into it on your own. You can access it straight through Awesomeo with his, with Alex Baker, number one ranked DFS player, his ownership projections and his player projections, uh, and it makes it way easier. And I think that's why people like to get the add-on through us. It, you're cutting out the middleman. You're eliminating a step in the process, which is what you're like or what you want. It streamlines it, and uh, it's pretty cool stuff. So. Not just football, but you can use it for basketball coming up. Any sport out there, Fantasy Cruncher's got it. So check that ad out, ad on, uh, out when you go over to awesomeo.com slash join and check out everything we have to offer. All right, Josh, anything else? Adam, anything else? Nope. Uh, no, I'll have my lineup review article out somewhat shortly, and then Josh and I will be back at – or me and somebody will be back at, at 3.30 for the Washington and Pittsburgh game. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's – um. I didn't forget about the game because I just did a 45-minute strategy show with Matt Kajeski. Check that out. But I forgot that you guys are starting early today. And yeah, my one show- of us is. My showdown videos are live too, so go check those out. That's for the Bills-Niners game. Yeah, check those out. They are um, they are huge in for people – I call them smoke break videos – you know, you're at work and you're taking a quick smoke break. Now, maybe I would be, Josh, but or I've never taken one in my life. <laughs> that's not, not the point. Usually, smoke breaks are like five, ten minutes. You know, and that's why Call, I used to love dumpers, being a maybe smoker because I'd be like, hey, let me get a let me get a 10, 15, five minute smoke break. But those are per. What I'm saying is, those are the perfect types of videos that 
you know, it, say you're taking a dump at work, right? Yeah, it's a you dumper. Know, you're firing one off. You got like 10 minutes and you're like, okay, let me get a quick, let me get some quick insight. Go straight to the DraftKings showdown or straight to the FanDuel showdown video and you got what you need. Yes, do yeah. that. Go watch my video while you take a dump. Yes, you should. And you should be proud of that. It's a metaphor uh, because my videos are the shit. That's not the metaphor I was going to use, but I do agree it's a metaphor. <laughs> Cameron says that Cam Akers call almost paid off. He could have had two touchdowns. Yeah, I think it's still paid off, though, because I was literally like the only person I've ever heard talk about him. And if you pick them up in season long or, or other leagues, you're huge. It's huge. But also, he was so cheap that. He definitely didn't hurt you if you went with him over a Devonte Booker or something. You know, he only had like five or six points less than James Robinson, and he was three thousand less. So, uh, I'll take a victory lap on that. Like I said, beat me up for my Drake call. I'm fine there. Uh, Matt Yarkson says going from one seven one point seven five x speed catching up to live to actual live speed is so jarring. Laffy sounds plastered. Well, I am, dude. It's it's noon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we've gone way longer than we normally do, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, this video has been picking up steam lately, Josh. We've actually, usually late in the season, the views start to drop on these type of shows, but we're picking up steam, so why not? I mean, this is as good as it gets, so I get it. Yeah, and despite what Josh says, we still love you guys. We want you to hang out. I want you to hit that thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And, you know, we're all friends here. It's a great yeah. community. We'll see you back here next Monday on the fa- strategy show. Total brain for there. Being plastered will do that to we'll you. We'll do it again in seven days. We'll do it again on Monday, but not this Monday. Next Monday. But these guys are going to be back at 3.30. There's no reason not to stick around live before live before lock. Following, uh, followed by live before lock. For tonight's two-game slate, check out the strategy show, Josh's showdown videos, and a whole lot more. We'll talk to you guys soon.